Welcome back to episode 64 of the Underage Packers podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts here today, Joey. Joining me, as always, is, uh, you know, I, we, we go through the same thing every time, but it's my great co-host, Big B. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. You know, if I didn't say the episode number at the start of every episode, you could not tell the difference between any of them. I'm trying to think of some new uh, new ones, but we, I've been too lazy and I haven't thought, like I haven't went in and created a music intro for us, but um, once we get to our one year anniversary, which is April 21st, I'll probably create like a one for the season two of our mm-hmm. Packers, but a lot of ball game left there. It's March 26th today. Today, me and Big B are going to be talking about uh, the little morsels of news the pack coming out of 1265 Lombardi Kevin Keen re-signing Mercedes Lewis back on the team two Packers legends potentially signing and signing with other teams um and all of that good stuff and we'll end it off with some draft talk it should be a good time let's start it off with the cornerback of your dreams cornerback Kevin Keen from Washington I'm, I don't know why I'm talking like we just selected him but Kevin Keen uh, fan favorite, I would say. You know, is that fair to say, Biggie? Yeah, Re- really popular among the fans. I'm sure his jersey is right up there with Aaron Rodgers for top sold on the team. People just oh, I- love him. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, no reason. I mean, no shock. People were ecstatic when we resigned him for one year, six million, and all. As we always, you know, as I love to say, is you know, wait for the numbers to come out after. The agents get their little numbers out, their little PR push saying, look, you know, so everybody else, all the other players on Twitter can look at that and say, I want this guy and whatnot. It's a one-year deal for Kevin King, but it's really voided over four years. And the Packers could really, uh, like, he, he might not even make the roster if they feel they don't need him, if he's being paid too much. Um, and here's the thing about Kevin King. I said this in our video we made about him. Uh, I loved, you know, I didn't, I don't read the comments on our YouTube videos, but we got like somewhere around 35 comments on that one. Uh, I, 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 I put a little easy, put, put a little fish bait in there uh, with elite, uh, put an elite in the title. Hopefully that worked out. It seemed like it did. And I'm sure they were yeah. all just over thrilled with a sign oh, yeah. of Kevin Keene. Uh, Big B, any thoughts on, um, Kevin Keene being back with the Packers. Think of this overall. Um, I again, I think this is a um, great signing. I feel like this is telling us that they're not confident in Josh Jackson at all. So, and I and I hope nobody is confident in him because hold on, yikes! Oh, oh, you, you keep talking about Kevin King. All right, Kevin King. Um. He is we all we need that physical corner on the outside. Matt LaFleur loves that. So we got our physical cornerback and you know who's confident in Josh Jackson. Um okay. uh, Mark, you know, Matt LaFleur might not be confident in Josh Jackson, but I'm I'm confident in Josh Jackson. I'll tell you what. Look at this. <laughs> Come off. Oh god. Put a little time left in there. I can't get it off, but you know, there's me with Josh Jackson right there. So I, I'm confident in Josh Jackson. I'm going to wear his jersey for the rest of this episode. So Josh Jackson breakout year this year. Supposedly he had a great camp last year. Um, That translated to like some three awful weeks when Kevin Keene was out. Um, 
I mean, yeah, they were similar players, Kevin Keene and Josh Jackson. It is really telling. But, you know, who knows? Maybe Josh Jackson has another great camp. And they're saying, look, you know, Kevin isn't worth this money. Most of it, uh, you know, like I think half of it or just under half is incentives for staying on the roster. So they cut him. Josh Jackson takes that role. And then you have another corner. And depending on if they select one that plays more in the slot or on the outside, Either way, they have some flexibility there. So as much as people like to think that he's going to somehow cost us another NFC championship game, and like I said to Big BP Show, we're going to try our best not to just spend the whole time telling everybody that why we lost the NFC championship game and why they're all stupid and we're the smartest Packers <laughs> fans ever. I know sometimes we have to divert from the facts to go to some other opinions, but um, – you know, that, that's Kevin Keene signing right there. And then one that uh, probably my favorite move of the offseason is re-signing Mercedes Lewis to a two-year, $8 million deal. Big B Georgia. had the initial reported. Um, he had his source um, that uh, Mercedes, well, he, he did want to come back with the Packers, as well as our friend Norman, um, who might be making an uh, appearance on the YouTube channel here sometime soon, uh, that Mercedes, you know, wasn't too happy with what the Packers were offering him. Um, and they ended up with this deal. So Mercedes Lewis, I cannot tell you people that, you know, he doesn't have the fantasy numbers and he was never going to have the fantasy numbers, but what Mercedes at Lewis adds to the team, not only on the field, but in the locker room is incredible. Um, his locker room presence. I, you know, I think everybody on the team absolutely loves him, including Matt Fleur himself. Um, so, you know, he's perfect for what we need. And especially in those first few weeks with David Bakhtiari out and adjusting to no Corey Lindsley, man, it's going to be going to be nice to have Mercedes there. And he really hasn't taken a step back. Even at 36 years old, he's been in the league. He's had one more season than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this, he's going into his 16th year, or maybe it's one less, something like that. But he's an old dude, I'll tell you. Just signing a two-year contract at 36 year old at a, as a tight end man, that is legit right there. Mercedes Lewis, love to have it on the team. Uh, we didn't do a video on this big piece, so I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, overpay, underpay, Mercedes Lewis, love him. 89, big dog, woof, woof. Woof, woof. Um, lock, very good locker room guy, like everyone is saying. And I um, think, it's, think it's perfect. I expected it to be a two-year deal. Um, yeah. just happy to have him back on the team. Just exactly. he's one of my favorite players, and mm-hmm. so happy, so happy to have him. Yes, back. and well, you know, I guess we'll talk about it. if your reaction to Mercedes Lewis or Aaron Jones is, "Oh my God, what about the cap space?" And this is the thing that gets me. It's like I get wanting to pay attention to it, and especially in a year like this where the Packers have problems, but when like, can you not just sit back and enjoy the fact that you're going to root for Aaron Jones and Mercedes Lewis next year? You're not the one in charge that has to worry about how are we going to get under the cap? They're going to get under the cap or else they'll be fine, you know? So, like, they're going to find a way, I promise you, no matter what. And, um, and again, I mean, like, they, they wouldn't sign Mercedes or Aaron if they didn't have the money. Um now let's talk about what this means for the other tight ends in the room. They tendered Robert Tunyon 
Uh, and I saw a lot of people a little confused about that. Mercedes was an unrestricted free agent. Robert Tunyon was a uh, restricted free agent. That's the only, the reason they paid Tunyon $3 million and not $8 million for over two years. And first of all, that's only a $2 million difference. Uh, and that's depending on what guarantees and incentives there are. Uh, but also, you know, if like there's no reason to place a first round tender on Robert Tunyon. If someone is willing to offer their second round pick for Robert Tunyon, you accept that right away. Um, not only because you have plenty of tight ends in the room to replace it, but uh, I just really don't see, I didn't see anybody that would be willing to offer uh, a second round pick for a tight end that has had a great year and a, a system that really favored him. I mean, he was open on a lot of his touchdowns, mostly because of the scheme, I think. So give it a year. He was an undrafted free agent two years before. So there's really no reason for any team that would want to pay him an outrageous amount of money. Um, but that's that. Another thing in the tight end room, Jay Sternberg, what, Big B, what do you think bringing Mercedes Lewis back means uh, for Jay Sternberger, the tight end from Texas a and Tenant from Texas A&M. Um, <laughs> well, of course, it brings that veteran leadership back in the tight end room, which will hopefully improve Jace even more. Um, sucks mm-hmm. that he was injured and COVID and strep throat, apparently, he had yep. last year. That really stumped everything. So hopefully Jace can just learn a little, little more from Mercedes Lewis and become hopefully a great tight end. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, they drafted him uh, for a reason. And, like, every tight end in this room is so completely diverse, except Robert Mm -hmm. Tunyon. He kind of just does it all because he's Robert Tunyon. Um, (laughs) I'm praising him like he's the best tight end in the league after two minutes ago when I was saying nobody's offering him anything. But but he does it all. And then you have Josiah DeGuara, who – I mean, I really even couldn't tell you how he's exactly going to be used, but he's not a traditional tight end. He's going to be used out of the backfield a lot more. Mercedes, obviously, your blocker, he's going to go up there. Uh, he's going to blind the rest for a second. Get a little push off, you know, uh, on a Saints player. Catch a touchdown. That was an amazing play. And then Jace, he's been injured. They, they saw potential in him that was worth drafting in the third round, and he still has roles. So, no, this doesn't mean that this is the end for Jay Sternberger's potential to the, the tight ends are going to become incredibly important all on rookie contracts as of, as of right now, or RFAs, obviously. So who knows next year, maybe they get a long-term deal done with Robert Tunyon, but they have a lot of potential inside that tight end room. And also there's no reason to cut Jay Sternberger like, yeah, just to, to get a roster spot there. There's simply no reason to because that roster spot would be used for a, a backup right end or a third screen defensive tackle, but there's no reason to cut. But I, I just don't understand this game of we need to cut this player, especially Mark Valdez Scantling, because he had plenty <laughs> for the team. But every player has value, especially when they're on a day three rookie contract. It's like, why why would yes. you cut Equinemia St. Brown? He, he has like a a 700,000 salary cap hit. So that's regardless of the point. Uh, you know, before we get to our draft talk, we have some really enthralling and exciting uh, Packers legend news to report on. We should make this a, a segment here, just reporting 
what Packers legends are up to. And that is, um, so we'll start off with Tyler Irvin. He is visiting with the Buffalo Bills. He is an unrestricted free agent as of now. Um, really helped out in the return game and in this, uh, you know, in the backfield early on before he got hurt twice. Um, same Sean Meninga's job in 2019 by saving the return game. Like just at the start of 2019, did, was Trevor Davis still with us? I don't think was he. What year? 19. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it, we had Trevor Davis at the start yeah. of the year. We all know how much of a failure that was. Shuffled through a few more guys. I'm forgetting who else we had back there, but none of them work, obviously. Bring in this running back from the Jaguars, and uh, he, he does very well in the returning game. So they kind of tried to, once he got hurt early on in the season, they tried to bring in Tavon Austin to fill that role. They tried to run, run a few stuff with, uh, you know, Aaron Jones in the backfield in that same role, and it kind of worked, but no one did it like Irvin. And, but I do think they'll move on from I don't think they'll offer him anything, especially if the Bills offer him. I don't think they'll come back and say match it. But uh, Tyler Irvin, it's going to be a shame. I think they'll look to replace it. I think they will look uh, in this year's draft. They think there is someone that can fill that similar role. I can definitely see them spending a day three pick on that. Tavon Austin, uh, yeah, no thanks, especially after his fumble uh, against the Bears, nothing. So he just didn't fill the role at all. Um, we'll, we'll be good without uh, Tavon. Uh, and then you have Josh Jones, man. People think Kevin Keene was the worst pick of 2017. And then you got Josh Jones in the second round, man. Uh, what what a unlucky strain of defensive backs or maybe horrible evaluating. But Josh Jones, he uh, he uh, spent some time on the Dallas practice squad this past year. He was with Jacksonville, uh, and Jacksonville just uh, re-signed him. From what I can see by the fans, they are not too happy. I don't know if that's because he continued his sturdy habits where he couldn't avoid the penalties or he missed a lot of tackles. I don't know what it was, but the Jacksonville Jaguars fans, they have endured a lot of suffering, and even they – are not content with Josh Jones on their team. Um, man, if you had a message right now, not that we have, not that he's a friend of the show, you know, but what's your message to Josh Jones? What written wrong in Green Bay for Josh Jones from North Carolina? I'm just reading everybody's college off today. Man, Josh Jones is being such a crybaby that one off season. He was skipping practices and, hmm. I really forgot what it, what it was all about, like a contract situation or what it was, mm -hmm. but that was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, never forget that one. But I'm, <laughs> I'm glad he found his footing in Jacksonville. I'm glad he's getting extended. Uh, well, apparently, apparently he's footing, apparently. I don't know. Apparently, I don't know what's going on with him there uh, with the Jacksonville fans, but he, he got another year there. Yeah, but hopefully – Hopefully he does some good things over in Jacksonville. I'll be always will be rooting for them Packer legends. Yeah, uh, and I'm just forgetting this one that we didn't have originally planned. Kyler Fackrell, Sackrell signed with the L.A. Chargers. So congrats to Kyler. Right. Uh, once again, I love pres presuming that position of telling fans of other teams how players do. Um, 
It's my pleasure to give my scouting report on Kyler Backrell. Um, I was thinking, no, I was thinking of Vince Bagel, who also signed an extension with my the Miami Dolphins. And I want to save our our Vince Bagel story for our, our one year uh, anniversary special. So we'll, we'll save that story for then. Um, so to end it off, I think that's all the Packers Legends news. We got to out oh, Jared Cook signed a six million one year deal with the Chargers as well. He's kind of his uh, Packer legend. This is kind of wearing off, though. Um, To end it off, though, me and Big B, we each want to choose. We are about four weeks exactly from the draft at this point. And we wanted to give you every episode until then one draft prospect on our mind. Obviously, we'll still have a lot more draft content when we get closer to the draft. We'll have whole episodes dedicated to it and that was our first two episodes of this podcast preparing for the 2020 draft um but i'll start off with my prospect and that is rondale moore from purdue he is only 5'9 which kind of it's a turnoff for the packers but 5'9 180 uh i'm not sure what 40 time he ran but somewhere around 4.4 i could be wrong i'll have to look that up here in a second he would be a perfect um placement at pick 29 and even maybe later in my Madden franchise. I I know you all very care. I traded down into the second round for him and uh, I picked up. So that's just my personal analyst. That's, I know that's some very detailed stuff that you're looking forward to there. Uh, You know, very elusive, very fast. Uh, He just so explosive and a really good compliment um, to Marquez Valdez Cantling. And Devontae Adams, and that's really what we're looking for. Uh, Alan Lazard is there, and he's uh, really possessive. You know, maybe he could make some of these plays, but Rondale Moore, I think, is what we're missing in the wide receiver room. Big B has another wide receiver, which is kind of off-brand for us because, you know, how much we love our first-round wide receivers. But tell us about your prospect here from USC. All right, mine is Equinemia St. Brown's brother, Amara. St. Brown, definitely not saying that right, but whatever. Man ran a 4.5, I think, 40-yard dash at his pro day. The dude is built like a brick house. I swear the dude is all muscle. Um, Love what he can do. He can catch over the shoulder. Um, Just a great all-around athlete, and I'm excited to see what he can do in the NFL. Um, I would think we should get him at the end of the second round mm-hmm. or I don't think, I don't think he'll be there. At, um, yeah. Third, maybe, but either trade out of the second or trade up in the third, something like that. Um, yeah. Possibly for a monro. I'm just looking this up right now. I definitely underestimated Rondale speed. He ran a 4.29 40 uh, in a 42.5 inch vertical at his pro day so that is kind of insane i hate that we don't we didn't have the combine because now we got to look up all these individual pro day numbers mm-hmm. but that is what it is that's all we got for you today on underage packers big b is uh departing uh for these next two weeks so we you know even though we didn't have too much news today we wanted to get an episode out there before he had to leave um he'll still be appearing uh next weekend we should have something coming out where big b appears and also he will uh he should be on his twitter profile so won't be missing him forever big b any final messages until we talk again for another two weeks here oh man um 
Trade for Jamal Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamal Williams to the GOAT. And I feel like the dude's gotten funnier since moving to Detroit. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I loved his press conference. Um, <laughs> he looks like he's definitely loving it, loving the new reporters. Hopefully they find yeah. him well. Uh, and the Detroit Lions TikTok, I will tell you, uh, is probably the best NFL TikTok. So glad that Jamal gets to experience that. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok as well. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. We will see you next time. As always, go Pack Go.